and that we shall we shall learn from each other and most importantly that we shall learn from you um we thank you we thank you in Jesus' name i have prayed amen uh, thank you gentlemen again for amen. amen thank you patrick for joining us michael Habat, and uncle baram um we, we uh, i didn't send agenda but the plan was to start with with just sharing from um how we are first of all um how we have been this past week since we were last on a call together and also what we have been learning from our either personal study or from uh, a fellowship or meeting we were part of where the word was shared um really from our from from our personal and uh, from our personal study of the word um i will go first my um my week was was all right my week was busy but I, I i was fruitful in work i got to do a number of things that i had planned to do during the week not everything but <laughs> uh, you win some you lose some at the end of the day we do our best so it was busy but it was fruitful i did i did most of what i wanted to do as a result of that i'm a bit tired but uh, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I'm grateful I even have a job. Uh, I was on a call earlier this morning and someone said something very interesting. They said, we have work problems because we have work. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you don't have work, you don't have work problems. So I found that uh, it can sound uh, fatalistic, but <laughs> it's also quite encouraging to know that with the blessing comes uh, the cost. So I am thankful. Um, yesterday I was on a call, um, a fellowship, where what was being discussed it was really a discussion. It wasn't really someone preaching, but the discussion was around Matthew twenty-eight, the Great Commission, and I'm sharing from that because I thought it was very, it's very pertinent to what we are going to talk about. Um, there's something that was said that again um, stayed with me. Uh, the person said that we, um, the great commission is to the church as a whole um, uh, uh, and to individuals, but as part of the body of the church. And so the church is called to uh, go out and make disciples of all nations and, and their emphasis was on the fact that uh, sometimes we feel or rather maybe we're overwhelmed by the task um, and, and, and we forget that it is a task to be accomplished by the entire church in that um, Herbert or Michael will not be able to alone disciple all nations. In fact, it's probably impossible that Herbert and Michael will disciple all nations on their own. But the beauty about it is that Jesus gave the Great Commission to that church. And so the, the, the task that, that Moses and Patrick are given is to disciple um, the world around them in that the one, for example, in our context, the one, two, three men that are assigned to us 
for us, that is the world we are being tasked to disciple. And of course, the reason is that if, 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 if Malcolm and Patrick and Moses and Michael and Herbert and Baram uh, are, uh, are faithful in the task of discipling the world around them, God will cause the multiplication in that the men they have been, they have been blessed to walk with will then go on and walk with others and those will walk with others. And uh, in the grand scheme of things, when we look um, a thousand years from now, we shall see nations, in fact, having been discipled by, by, by Michael and by Moses, thousands of men and women and families having experienced the impact of, of one man being faithful with the one or two around them. So I found that very encouraging, even from, because we're having this call today, realizing that uh, if we are all faithful with what is before us, then we shall indeed fulfill the task of the Great Commission. And uh, the, 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 the task is for the entire church. So for me personally, that is, that is what I have been meditating on as a result of what I had yesterday. So I, um, I don't know if there's anyone ready to go next, really how you are and what you have been learning um yeah maybe patrick if you are there i are you available to go next patrick oh good morning good morning uh, i said i'll just settling oh. in here okay yes but uh i could share should be okay. Good, men, good morning, all of you, our friends. It's, it's good to be here this morning. Yeah, definitely. I apologize being a bit late. We were get, trying to get out of home. Wife also was busy. Uh, this day is a bit busy. She has uh, uh, to do some catering somewhere. And I also had uh, uh, to come through here. But we bless a lot the week. Is not bad. Incidentally, we are concluding. First, we are studying virtually. So the whole idea of school, eh? uh, the last weeks of term, all of you might bear witness, always a bit tricky. Teachers trying to wind up, you're trying to have the children achieve as much. So it's a bit hectic. Uh, mine is a lot supervisory. So around here, trying to check to see that every one of the children achieves what they should and that the teachers are also comfortable, they have all they need. So it's a bit uh, hectic. We also have a new block that we, uh, we were entering. So it's been all around there, uh, but it's definitely also doing me well as chair with Malcolm yesterday. Yeah, that I get off time to also refresh and play, playing basketball. <laughs> that also stands out that I'm able to do some exercise as a man, uh, but in the process I was telling Malcolm that I have boys uh, that we're able to share these things of men and also grow together as as them growing as young men being able to get an opportunity uh, to still three uh, person and uh, in a way it's been amazing uh, we've had uh, these children we started in lockdown uh, it's a family that has attached to it's a part of the school uh, but these children along the way you know when we do sports or eat food 
for the children, that's, those are catchy moments, and for us, we call them teachable moments. And so these children, uh, we've been able to grow with together. Uh, there's been a lot of mind change, attitude. Out of the game, we sometimes sit down and we talk together and we're like, you know, why did you have to pass on anger at that point? Why do you, uh, do you talk about um, being on all the time on the winning team? You know, children love the winning team. The competitive idea is great. But then trying to tell them that, by the way, there's an attitude to it now. It's not just about the winning and you being on the team that wins, but there is something about your character that is important here and the way you relate with one another. So it's a whole sharpening of one another. And over time, we have kept seeing it growing and changing. Uh, definitely things to do with sports <laughs> are not very easy. Uh, as you talk losing, the children don't take that light. And so I know one of them were actually on a team together and uh, she, she was uh, scared, you know, how do they put me on a team with teacher Patrick and the other guys have a stronger team. Then I encourage her and told her, you know what? We still can make it. We might actually win. Uh, it's just our attitude. You know, these things happen. And so we shopped one another and eventually we won the games <laughs> yesterday. And uh, for me, that was mind blow blowing and the girl was happy. Even the boys that were with also were very happy. So it's definitely running with the children and every day encouraging them and uh, telling them how positive it is for life. And they're actually achieving very well in their academics. Uh, the children I watch over. And for me, this is really great. Uh, they do over and above. Uh, we have a certain system, but you realize that they beat the system and go above. Something me, I really celebrate. Uh, it's really been a good week. Uh, more opportunities to talk and mentor with children and, and uh, just be able to serve God uh, in my time. I think it's a blessing, but also to be available uh, for this cause for men is also humbling. And uh, we are really glad for us as family. I was telling Malcolm that uh, my wife paid up for me to be able to do a course in men. Little did I know that maybe it will even help in such times. And I'm also grateful to God for that, that as families, you realize the need and see, okay, can, can we try it out? I said, Malcolm, actually around that time, things were not very easy financially, but we trusted God and I was able to finish a certificate in Christian Men's Network uh, that has really helped a lot. And part of the reason why maybe we, I had quite a number of men to bring on board. Then as a school, definitely still more testimonies, which I shared with Malcolm. Uh, many fathers are picking on the task and being challenged to pass on. Uh, from the very conference. So I think this keeps on and on, and we are glad that we still can serve uh, in our time. Uh, we are really, me, I'm surely grateful and happy to serve, and yet again, happy that it balances out also with family. Uh, it's a very beautiful thing. Thank you, Malcolm, and all the rest of the men that are on the call. Thank you very much, Patrick. Maybe in a few words, anything you have been learning from your personal study? Oh, thank you. Yes, from, the, from mm. my personal study, uh, like maybe earlier alluded, it should have been in the trainings uh, that we've been, uh, we've been this time looking at a theme, uh, a masterpiece uh, picked from Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. And uh, for me, surely, God has uh, <clears throat> has kept reaffirming the, 
somewhat the same words. Uh, and incidentally, we've had uh, children also preach uh, in uh, the last week, which is this last week, which is going, which is gone. And uh, it's beautiful to hear a child say that you are a poem that they read. <clears throat> and then you start asking yourself, surely <laughs> am I the poem they read now in many other aspects of, of my life? Uh, because Ephesians 2.10 talks about the whole idea of that we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus uh, for good works. The idea of us having to be created for good works. Am I exhibiting the good works every day? It's been really a check for me. And uh, I'm trusting God every day and uh, to be able to lead me there. Uh, definitely also confessing, uh, especially when I don't do right, uh, that he can probably bring me to that place. Um, I also was able to read Romans 12, 12, uh, 12 uh, verse 2, uh, the whole idea of us renewing our minds every day uh, and testing on what is that good and perfect gift of God. Uh, it's surely been a test for me and I'm trying to renew my mind in many areas and starting to grow even more intentional with God. Uh, I'm happy that at least I have that opportunity as a man every day to have devotion. I'm also glad that because of what I mentioned, if it was maybe earlier, if you remember, men in one of the trainings was that uh, the morning for me gives me opportunity <clears throat> because I lead a radio program, a devotion program uh, with a Sifiwa International Academy. So in that place, you're getting ready to be able to minister. And uh, that has helped me so much because I am able to be in tune with God. I surely thank God for the opportunity of Christian education and the fact that uh, my kind of work is able to allow me be able to preach the gospel. It is a very uh, good thing and I bless the Lord for that, Malcolm. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you for the great testimonies you shared earlier. And also those strategies. I think as we get younger men, uh, those, mm. those strategies are very, very helpful. You will be you will help us there as a teacher, of course, in your calling there, but also mm. as one who is already working with young men. So thank you. And for the encouragement Amen. from Ephesians and Romans. Thank you, Mark. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick. Um, I don't know if Herbert, you're available. Oh, Michael. Okay, Michael, you can go next. Hey, thanks, Malcolm. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, Whoever is ready, so I just mute, unmuted. Um, good morning, man. It's good to be here. Uh, definitely uh, a pleasure to be a part of the group. I believe that uh, the week for me has been uh, quite a, a hectic one, starting right from work. We've been, uh, of course, busy. I'm sure you've all seen the news on the... Um, evacuees from uh, Kabul. Uh, we had to set up operation centers um, for the mission because they have been spearheading this with the government of Uganda. So it's been a busy one for us. Uh, in the midst of that, our system went down. Uh, that's the PABX system at the mission. It was completely down. We had to get that one up and running. So it was also hectic. Uh, but in all that, we give thanks because definitely, uh, like Malcolm says, 
we have work problems because we have work. So we really give thanks for that, that we have uh, jobs uh, that keep us busy. I um, also at, at, at home, we've been a bit uh, um, in, in, in a, a mess of, of, of dust and, and repairs. Uh, we had to do replacement of uh, the floor tiles. And so it's like we were locked in half of the house and the other half was under construction. So it's been a mess. Uh, yesterday we had to do some full general cleaning because they, they were done with what they were doing and uh, there was a lot to be dusted cleaning and you know reorganizing the house so yeah it's been a busy busy week for me but um aside from that uh, what have i been learning uh, on sunday uh, we had a uh, the wider family of uh, my siblings and their families, uh, our parents, or my mom, because my dad passed on. Uh, we had prayers. We normally have prayers quarterly, uh, which I lead. And so this uh, Sunday was one of those. After a while, because of lockdown, uh, we met in Entebbe and had prayers. And um, we... Um, or sharing about Thanksgiving in all circumstances. We had uh, nieces, nephews that had uh, performed very well in the exams and uh, giving thanks for the gift of life after COVID. And uh, my younger brother had been admitted in Zambia and recovered. So we're giving thanks really as a family. And so we met at home had some good uh, time of sharing and uh, I was sharing from um, First Thessalonians 5.18 and Psalm 136, um, verse 1. In terms of um, the things that we need to give thanks for, how we take God for granted many times, for things like the air we breathe, the sun that gives us warmth, you know, um, just the whole idea of, how intricate our bodies are. You have all this nervous system that is interlinked with, I don't know, the veins and, you know, the responses of the nerves and, you know, how, how, how you, you end up, you know, um, making all these things that you do as a, an individual, but you don't know what's going on in the background. Uh, and so uh, I was sharing with them on that and also telling them how it's difficult to give thanks if you are not able to trust God if you do not uh, yield, you know, to God and uh, avoid being proud and arrogant because many times many of us are proud, arrogant, you're discontented, you're focusing on negative things. Every time you cannot give thanks in that situation, you know, you're always anxious, you're jealous, you're holding on to, you know, anger, bitterness. So um, we had a quite a good time and, uh, we left uh, after having sharing in a meal and, you know, went back to our homes, which was um, quite a good thing. But aside from that, um, I, 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 I and my wife do uh, the devotional book from, uh, it's called Daily Diet Devotional, Ben uh, Nebuchuku, uh, the guy that has that um church on uh, Lumumba Avenue 
Um, I think you've seen or heard Bishop uh, Rombi as well talking about them. He normally goes there to minister. Uh, but one, one thing that stood out for me was um, the um, was the devotion about um, Daniel and um, how Daniel was thrown to the den, the lion's den, and uh, uh, it says that the <clears throat> the Lord kept the lion's uh, mouth shut, uh, and um, it was speaking about how you know um, to shut. Um, your enemy's mouth, and and of course, that enemies in this sense is uh, your spiritual enemies. You know um, how to be able to shut your your enemy's mouth, and th this message was clearly showing us or showing me that you know, in many situations, um, when you look around you, there's uh, a lot of attacks the enemy will bring your way. You will be thrown into that den, uh, but if you trust in the Lord, like Daniel did, and even the king, uh, who had tried to fight for him not to be put in there, um, but had already made a decree and couldn't avoid it, you find that uh, when you trust in the Lord, the Lord will deliver you. The Lord will deliver you from those lions. He will shut the mouth of those enemies. And so for you to overcome, for you to come through, um, it's about being able to trust in God because God promises not to be silent, but to fight for us in all circumstances uh, uh, in, in, in Psalms 50. And so I think for me, that stood out for me in the week and uh, it's what I've been writing on. Uh, Malcolm, thank you. Thank you very much, Michael. Um, thank you for that. Uh, anyone else is ready? Uh, welcome, Reverend Stephen. Welcome, Elon. We're just sharing how we have been in the past week and also something uh, that we have been learning from our personal study. Yes. Uh, yes, Herbert. Uh, good morning. Good morning. I've been, I've been fine. Family is okay. Work like the previous uh, speakers have discussed has been quite busy. Been able to cover some work during the week. I had a bid submission on Thursday, which I was able to do. A bit challenging with these online things and splitting the emails to get all the documents sent. There's still lots of work to do, but trusting and believing the Lord to see, see us through. Our family is fine. We thank God we are healthy and God has seen us, provided and protected us even through these hard times. Uh, in terms of study, it's uh, been studying a book on uh, who am I uh, we are both rediscovering purpose and looking unto God to fulfill his mission on earth of course uh, one of the things that stood out during the studies of course that we are gifted not for ourselves but 
for ministry gifted so that we're able to serve others. Uh, the other, of course, that came through in the study was uh, uh, the online church I was attending. The last two sermons were from the book of Jonah. Uh, Jonah, Jonah trying to run away from God and trying to think he can change the Lord's plan. But the study, we have done two chapters so far, we're able to learn that you can't run away from God. God is in the water, on land, below the land, and everywhere. Yeah, I'm also doing this on an study from the Scripture Union Devotion of Daily Guide, which is very interesting. Uh, yesterday, it was about the uh, false prophets, the false teachers, and they need to to be careful, to watch out. Yes, uh, I think that's what I can share for now. But thank God for the opportunity to to serve and to to be alive. Thank you very much, Herbert. Um, I think we just have a few men left. Uh, Reverend Stephen. Uh, we have Moses. Uh, we also have Elon. Um, I think Uncle Barham can share when he uh, engages us later. Yes, Moses. Okay. Um, thank you, Malcolm. Uh, a good morning to all of you. Uh, it's so good to be part of this today. It's uh, something that I've been really working around to make sure I join in uh, due to other commitments. I wouldn't make it, so I'm glad I've made it today. And uh, it's, it's so good. Uh, thank you, men, for committing yourselves to this. Uh, it brings a lot of encouragement. Uh, maybe the other thing I can mention is uh, the fact that I've been praying for you guys uh, much as I wasn't able to join in uh, all through the conference and uh, all the other activities that have been happening after the conference. I've been praying for you and, uh, and asking that God uh, continues to anoint each of you as men that have committed uh, their lives to walking this journey but also helping other men uh, to come through. Uh, my week, my week is uh, the kind of work I do is uh, a relational kind of work. Um, I find myself meeting people all through. Uh, but of course, as you all know, we've been in another phase where you can't meet people physically. Uh, I, I really can say, I, I think online, my, my experience is online meetings are even more exhausting than, than physical meeting. It's, it's been a tough experience. You have uh, four meetings in the course of the day, 
by the time the day comes to the end, you are completely finished. I don't know whether it's because uh, it's a new era in my life that I've not been used to, um, but, but that's how it happens for now. So my week goes uh, meeting different people, in different groups, uh, in our work of discipling, working with people, and of course, sharing the gospel. So that's how my week has been. My week is um, scheduled uh, with different meetings from Monday to Sunday. So that's how life has been. It happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday up to Sunday. And it still continues because that's how we have to do it for now until God makes uh, the environment better for us to again meet physically. Yeah, so in summary, that's how my week is. But it's a good thing, I can say. I am used to it now. I love meeting people, listening to them, uh, both online and physically. Just, just listen and uh, pray and ask God on how I can be of help to this person but also working with people and seeing them grow, that, that brings a lot of joy into my heart. Um, something I love and it's something that I'm passionate about and I wake up giving my life to that. Um, it's a good thing. Uh, back to what I have been learning, I have quite many memory verses. But for this week, right from the start of the week, my heart went to an old familiar verse, First Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have but do this with gentleness and respect. Yeah, so that's from NIV. I have found, I, I don't know why my heart was led to this verse again. It's, it's an old verse, I have reflected on it before, but somehow I, I found myself back to the verse. And the question has been, how do I set apart Christ as a Lord? How can I always be prepared to give an answer? And of course, as I thought about that, still went back to my life. My life. Is my life a fragrance? Is my life an aroma to the relational networks that are around me? And then the last bit of the verse also caught my attention doing this with gentleness and respect. Uh, like I said, this is an old verse, uh, but because God led my heart to it again this week, I, I have been learning to be gentle and uh, respectful. And uh, as I was thinking about gentleness and respect, the other two words that came to mind are value and dignity value and dignity. That as I 
go about my life each day as I share the gospel to people, it's important that I remember that value and dignity count. Uh, and as I've thought about that, in my effort to continue to, it, it again came out clearly that God values us the same way, regardless of our backgrounds, what we do, where we come from. It's, it's important that we should have the same mindset that as God views us and sees us is the same way we should view and see other people around us, regardless of the details around them. So I have been uh, working around that, growing to value and dignify people, but also in the same line, being gentle and respectful to people as I relate with them, as I have gospel conversations with them, it's important. And, and I think I can share one scenario that happened yesterday. I went to a bank agent and uh, I've been going there. And uh, this time I went, uh, I was depositing some money and, and he said, oh, this is the navigator. He said, hey, you are the guy, the gospel guy. And uh, I think that prompted my heart to just take the conversation a little uh, ahead. And we ended up ask, uh, talking about Jesus. And I asked him, have you considered uh, giving your life to Jesus? Have you thought about it? And the young man responded in a way that was not cool. Um, said, uh, why should I entrust my life uh, to someone I don't know? I, I don't want those things. I, I'm not even interested. The, the response wasn't good. And uh, I had really tried as much as possible to bring it in a way that is so, so good. And uh, the response wasn't what I expected. Yeah, the, the conversation went on. And... Um, he had many things to say, and unfortunately, he's called David. Yeah, uh, of course, that presupposing that he's a, uh, a Christian. Anyway, long story short, I, I really had to end this in a way that would still bring out the gentleness and respect, because this is the guy I, I have gone to before, and I'll keep going there because I, I, I use the shop quite often. Um, with the banking transactions. So I had to end it in a way that was really, really nice. And uh, he couldn't believe uh, because if I had not really uh, had First Peter 3.15 in my mind through the week, I think it wouldn't have ended well. Uh, but I walked out and I was so thankful to God that First uh, Peter 3.15 had been on my heart through the week. So I'm still on to it and uh, asking that God will continue to help me. How, how can I be gentle and respectful to people as I take the gospel to them, regardless of how they respond? Uh, thank you. Thank you so much.
Wow, thank you, Moses, um, even for that testimony. Yes, Mike, you wanted to say something? Oh. I wanted to ask uh, Moses, how is the Fumbo College? <laughs> Moses, do you have a response? I'm so sorry. Michael, Michael, thank you so much. I am so sorry. <laughs> I think I'm still in the yeah, okay. <laughs> My wife is... <laughs> I am really sorry. I should have. Oh, that's now you've caught me off off guard for that. Uh, my wife is is doing well. Uh, we are doing so fine. Uh, last week, uh, I think on the fourteenth, we made six months in marriage, and uh, I really can say it's been a very nice journey of uh, growing to know uh, each other, uh, embracing. Uh, our differences and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing that we came to this when we all have uh, a foundation of uh, salvation and Christ in our hearts so it was really really good and then uh, part of the six months also included one month hosting my one of my in-laws uh, Kathy's elder sister was not well so we had to bring her into our house and uh, it's been another experience, friends, but it was really nice. We enjoyed each other. There was a lot of bonding, but at the same time, Kathy and I were asking God, uh, how do you want us to partner with you in this work that you're doing in this lady's heart, in this, our own world? And uh, we, we believe, we believe we really ministered to them, but we had a very good, good moment together because they spent a month with us here and it was good but Kathy is fine she's already moved out she's also working with girls two girls and Saturdays she does trainings with them so she has already gone but they do a half day training but she's really fine thank you thank you Michael I really appreciate that Thank you, Moses. Congratulations on the six months. Also, thank you, Michael, for <laughs> drawing those good uh, words out of Moses. Um, I think in the next eight minutes, we can have uh, Reverend Stephen and Ellen. Whoever, yes. Malcolm, uh, can I suggest that because eight minutes may not be enough, why don't we mm. move now before it cuts us off while you have time to explain everything? Oh, uh, it looked like it had upgraded us actually. Um, ah, okay. So it, I don't <laughs> Yeah, it's it, not a message. It won't cut us off. Yes, Reverend Stephen. Yes, praise God, man. Uh, I think I'm hearing some of you for the first time. The only guy I know here is Aaron. Yeah, I think we have known with each other as Aaron for quite some time. And uh, the week has been good, actually, all this period. Uh, my family is doing great. Uh, my little daughter, she's awake. So I, I always love to enjoy the weekends with them because I move a lot in the field. And she makes sure she wakes up early. So we start our weekends together and we're like enjoying. Um, we, I do a lot of scriptures on a daily. And with my family, we try to go through the Bible whole, all of it, like Genesis to Revelation. 
Uh, we, I think we are doing it now the second time in this year. And we have reached around first Samuel. Uh, but there, I encourage my family to go to like personal readings um, because I have this ministry that I've been doing for quite, I think, seven years now, since 2014. So today, um, the first read that caught my eye. Sorry, guys, if you see me sharing those verses, like sometimes it's so, I have so many people that I reach out to, like over 10,000 in the, on different social medias and this is a ministry that really god has used to see that some people are encouraged outside there others others have told me this is the bible we read like we wait for your verse every day because sometimes we are less even to open our bibles and i'm like oh god this started with like a few people in 2014 but now it reaches to thousands of people on different social media and uh, each day I ask God to give me a verse. I don't know the one for tomorrow. I just ask God, give me a verse for your people for the day. And when I'm doing my personal readings, the spirit tells me, go read here. This is what you should share. And this is what you should tell people. And uh, surprisingly, you find that there's a verse for each person every day. It might not be for you today, but it's for someone out there. So like for yesterday, I was reading the summer I shared and I was like, God, you're so awesome, you know? However much humankind can do anything, anything can come, they can create whatever it is, but you always spare your people. It was so encouraging. And today when I was still reading, the spirit took me to Isaiah. 31. I showed me verse one and said, This is the one you're sharing today. And I was like, because it said people are trusting in chariots, people are trusting in whatever they are trusting to, but they forget to seek the Lord. And he said that one unto them that trust in these other things that men are looking at, you know. And we are living at a point whereby everyone is telling you this vaccine is the one that is going to work on COVID. Other saying for us, we have our own things. Some people have their own trusts based in different things. And they forget that above all human plannings and everything, there is a God who sits up there and says, my plan will reign over all other plans. Because I even watched a video yesterday of a certain doctor from Oxford and was like, you guys are vaccinated, we are going to die. And I was like, God, whatever all these scientists are saying, whatever is injected in my body, you have the rule over it. If it's the one to kill me, I will come back, no problem. But if you want me to stay, nothing, whatever, whatsoever, these people will be saying that will come to pass. So really we are living into the time whereby trusting God. I always, when I'm teaching about faith, I tell people, have faith even when you are going to buy a matchbox, asking God for the right matchbox to be given unto you. Otherwise you have a matchbox and it's, you are just wasting it. You are trying to lay it, anything you want to light and it's not coming to have some flames on it. So in the smallest 
details of our life. We need to trust God. And all this week, I think my team was around depending on God and trusting God, right? As his own chosen generation, we need to do that. And also let others know of our secret. What keeps you moving? What keeps your heads up in this turmoil? How the world is crumbling, economies are going down. People don't even understand what is coming next. People are talking of waves and waves. But we have that God who keep on trusting and say, Lord, I will trust to you whatsoever. Whatever the tabloids will say, that is their report. My report will come from you. And indeed, that is something that has really been touching my heart all this week. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you so much, Reverend Stephen. Uh, also, thank you for your faithfulness to the ministry God has called you to. May he give you wisdom and may continue to reveal the word to you even as you, uh, you help us teach it to us. So yes, lastly, welcome Simon. Uh, but lastly, we shall have Elon. Simon, we're just sharing how our week was. Uh, and something we have learned. Uh, uh, there have been very amazing things that have been shared, but you'll hear them in the recording. Um, Elon, you can go lastly. Right. Um, great pleasure to, to be able to share. Thank you, Malcolm. And good morning, men. Uh, Apologies, I joined the call late. And incidentally, found that uh, we had migrated. I had, uh, I've been having uh, interesting nights. The day is pretty okay. Uh, but the nights have been uh, not so good. Uh, my family and I are in Fort Porto. And uh, a number of us, uh, especially Brother Simon, so the Reverend Simon Nyaika, know the weather. The weather in Fort, it's been uh, something. It's been something uh, and has affected my chest. Uh, probably you can hear that. It has also brought on a flu, not Senyugo uh, Mukambwe, but just the usual Senyuga. Yeah, but the Senyuga has cleared, but it's the chest, especially for the night, I think, uh, finding a, a suitable sleeping posture is the biggest challenge, but yeah. So I tend to be up in the night Severally, several times, but yes. But I thank God for for life. You know, it is in such moments that you appreciate God for health and uh, choose not to take it for granted. But yes. Um, on the whole, my family and I are well. Um, Today we have a function in Fort Porto. This is a, an amazing couple that I've never seen such commitment, but 
we have canceled this couple since the beginning of the year. And uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, their commitment at a point wanted to outbeat our commitment. We were like, wow. And uh, <laughs> it's just just an amazing time. And and incidentally, later on, we realized that somehow we know the family. We know the, the ladies' family. You know, one, the networks, yeah? yeah? Sort of the connections. And uh, how this couple got connected with us we, we didn't know them though they the young man had been at all saints then moved to watoto but uh, another couple we cancelled last year recommended them to us so so it was was that kind of kind of thing so we've had an amazing time with them they invited us to their, their function the kweranga and I'm later on realizing that in the afternoon today they would do the Kuhinjira, sister mother is Munyankori. So it's a mix of culture. So uh, <laughs> so they invited us over and were like, let's make the most of the, of the journey and uh, check on our parents. My, my wife comes from Fort Porto. So uh, Mugurusi and Mkikuru, my, my parents in love, have had an amazing time with Ngamu and Itungo and us. <clears throat> so, as I think as Moses, it's our, I had Moses share. Work has gone on because our work is online. And uh, I busy, busy, busy. We move from one meeting to an appointment to another meeting. Uh, but God's grace has been more than sufficient. We thank God. Um, we, we were asked at the function. We were asked at the function today as uh, the pastors of the couple to officiate the prayer, open the, open the function in prayer. And I think the part of the part of the Kuhinjira. Uh, so I just realized that I think uh, we are growing old fast. Uh, if now we are officiating uh, such functions as the pastors. I have done, I have done Katera Rume, those of us that understand Katera Rume, I've done Katera Rume, I think twice in my life. The first time I wasn't married, then the second time I was married. And uh, you have to put on those big shoes. But now when I am officiating as the pastor, that is now another level. But we thank God for his enablement. And uh, the study, I thank God that uh, I've had consistent time in the word. I would love to have some more time. 
one of the things that was challenging me yesterday was a, a, I would say a common scripture in First Corinthians 6. And it says that, don't you know that if you are joined with a prostitute, you become one in body with the prostitute. And then he says, Paul says that when you are joined with the Lord, you become one in spirit with the Lord. Ah, I, 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 I just, I just said Selah. <laughs> Selah, being one in spirit with the Lord. And uh, I'm still, I'm still uh, meditating and pondering on that, but do we realize that we are actually one in spirit with the Lord? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and several, several, several other passages, but that's one that I can cite. Um, so we, we continue to uh, walk in the spirit, live by the spirit, and trust the Lord uh, through it all. The other amazing thing that happened this week was uh, some of us, if not all of us, have heard of the Jesus Film, the Jesus Film Project, uh, my life ministry. Uh, now you can get the app on your phone. So we have one of the tools for follow-up and discipleship called Walking with Jesus. Say it's a five-episode film so translation had been done into Runyangkori so this week that was launched or should I say that was uploaded onto the app so ah the very day it was uploaded I put a cinema is my my father with his dad her mother her auntie her mother sister and some uh, like a niece and put a, so so far with them we have watched three episodes and uh, we only missed last night but we pray that by the time we leave we would have finished the remaining two so I I mean I can share a link and then you can check it out and share with your brethren God bless you God bless you too Elon uh, thank you for sharing. Sorry about the chest. We pray God continues to heal you and enable you endure uh, the Fort Porto weather. Please share the link on the page. Uh, I think that is very, very interesting. I'd love to uh, also get that around. Um, so thank you, men, for sharing. Uh, this is what we shall always do in the trainings. The first hour will be from for sharing how we are from our personal study, like uh, Uncle Baram has said in the past, the Bible, it will be our main discipleship tool. So the, the, the first training will happen in our personal study that we shall then share together here. So I encourage us to continue in our study of the word, in our meditation, in our memorization of scripture when um, I think it was Moses sharing. I, I was reminded of the verse, Lord, um, I've stored up uh, 
your 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 word in my heart that I may not sin against you. I think when Moses shared that verse came to life, and I think something we should consider. Memorization of scripture that we may meditate. And uh, yes, so at this point, for the next um, 40 or so minutes, I'll invite Uncle Baram. He can also share with us as he begins how he is um, and something he has been studying, even as he begins to lead us in the training. Uncle Baram, when you want the image to show on the screen, you will tell me I'll share my screen. Thank you. Over to you. Thank you so much, uh, Malcolm, and thank you, men. It's such a joy to have all of you here. Uh, your commitment to this work—it is—it is just amazing. And looking forward to what God can, what God is going to do uh, through us. Uh, the nine men that are signed up here. Uh, what a joy, what a joy, what a joy. God is faithful, and I'm very sure that um, he is, is, at, uh, is at work. He is at work. I, I, I Like uh, Malcolm has said, that we will continue in our trainings, how I pray that in our every meeting, not just here, but in your every meeting, wherever you go, that you will take the advantage and share with the people you are with what you are learning from God, what you are learning from his word. That should be our life. And that you are not just uh, reading to share, you are not reading to preach, you are not reading to know as a duty. You are reading your you just go to the scriptures to experience God, to hear what God is saying to you on a daily basis. What a joy it is for each one of us to be going to the scriptures, to just hear God speak to us each day that he has a fresh word for us, that he gives us fresh fuel for us for our own living, for our own uh, development, for our own fruitfulness, uh, for, for, for our own sort of nourishment, but also for us to be fruitful. It is first for us and then for others. We just share what God has spoken to us. If, if God has spoken to me this way, and I share with you what God has spoken to me, and possibly through my sharing, you will hear God speak to you. So my intention is to go to God to hear and to learn and to grow and to develop a deeper relationship with him. Uh, yeah, so my, 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 I am in the book of Ezekiel and uh, I'm reading. Uh, I am I, a slow reader. I can read a chapter for two days. Uh, for three days, I can read a chapter for a week. As long as I feel the spirit of God is is causing me to hang in there, I stay there. As long as uh, possibly uh, He wants me to to, to stay. So in uh, in in uh, Ezekiel thirty-seven, uh, it's the famous story of the dry bones and. Uh, Verse 1 says that the hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out by the Spirit. 
of the Lord and set me in the middle of the of a valley. It was full of dry bones. And, and as I read on, it's a very familiar story, but this time the Lord spoke to me differently. Every time I've had people speak to these, it's very quick for people to say, please list down your dry bones, every place that you have that has resisted, everything that is not bearing fruit, list them and begin to, to speak life into them, prophesy into that situation and try to speak and prophesy to the dry bones. Ah, well, that, that's fine. But what the Lord spoke to me while I read it was that um, I must develop the ability to sense the voice of the Lord. Ezekiel sensed what was able to hear what God was saying to him. The dry bones were there. But what did God want to do with the dry bones? Ezekiel had no clue. And possibly, yes, we have some dry situations, some situations that are like dry bones in our lives, in our ministries, in our marriages, and, 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 and in our workplaces, and, and we want to prophesy. But what is God saying to me? Am I able to hear God speak to me concerning a particular circumstance? Before I even start speaking into that, dry bone situation. What does God desire to do? What is he saying? Possibly some dry bones need to keep dead. They need to stay dead. But you know, there are some things that we need and, and we urgently need and possibly we want around us. And, and, and there's something, possibly God wants to, to cause an end to something, to a job or to or some relationship and, 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 and for you, you're calling it a dry bone and you're prophesying life when actually God wants a death to that very relationship. Your deliverance is in, is in that relationship dying, is in that job dying. What is God saying? The timing for me to begin prophesying matters. And it matters because I'm hearing from God and I'm able to be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is saying and what God wants to do in a particular situation. So I must be slow, uh, very quick to listen and slow to prophesy and slow to think about in, in a certain direction. Some dry bones might stay longer because God is actually working, our, <laughs> he's working out his purposes in my life. They might stay longer because God is working in my heart. They might, he might say, leave these, 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 these situations around me that I call dry bones because God wants that intimacy. He's keeping me a bit there for me to learn to trust him, to learn to, to hear his voice, to learn to depend on him. And so for me, the ability, what is coming through is my ability to hear what God is saying and uh, that I'm able to respond in prayer concerning what he has said, because you know, no, not every promise, not every statement that is in the Bible is there for me to just grab and run with it and begin speaking it and claiming it. I need to hear what is God saying. There are some promises that are, that are very general that I must claim immediately, whether I am wherever, wherever. They are there, the salvation of people, I mean, uh, uh, protection and other things. Those I can't, I can't, I can't. 
but there are some that we need to many times hear from God what he's saying. So that's what I'm, 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 I'm learning. Um, and um, just my ability to, to hear from God. Beloved, what is God's will concerning a matter in my life, in your life? What is God saying? Of course, the tendency is for me, I don't like a dry situation around me. I want to get out as quickly as possible. But why don't we just, we need to learn the discipline of hanging in a little longer until we hear God. It's not very exciting, but until we have God say, we've heard God say something to that situation. Yes, that's what I'm learning. So today we, we want to continue um, casting vision. And uh, this vision, you look, we attend now. Uh, Simon and Chucky, please, you're welcome. We want to continue casting vision. Uh, it's a, it's a, my brother, Elon, it's a, I've not heard you speak like you have spoken. You almost caused tears in my, in my heart, in my, in, in my eyes, because uh, I've not heard you low as this, but we will definitely pray for you and lift you up, that the Lord will help you to, it will uplift you to, to a greater uh, health. Um, Amen. But we are so happy to hear from you. Though that that, that talking really. <laughs> but anyway, we we're looking at uh, their heart. The reason we want to spend one hour in our training, it's possibly we would have wanted to come here, see slides, write, and and get all these kinds of things. Our first training is going to be in our personal, personal quiet moments with the Lord in his word, that each one of us, each one of us will grow into that relationship. Not growing, uh, I was hearing most of us, of course, we learn from many books, we learn from many preachers, we learn from many devotions, but that each one of us will grow the discipline, <laughs> will grow the discipline of going to God and to hear the fresh word that God has for you directly. We can learn from others and I, I encourage us to learn from many people, to learn from reading many books. But I want to hear people share. This morning, I woke up at four, I woke up at five and I was in the, I was in the scriptures. And as I, as I read and as I prayed, the Lord led this verse on my heart. And I began to think through, I began to pray through, I began to, to ask God the specific things concerning that verse. And, and so, beloved, we, we, our desire is that we desire, we desire to build intimacy with God. And like I shared last Saturday, I think, uh, that our first ministry is not anywhere else. That when I read the verse, I'm not thinking about anyone else. When I think about a portion of scripture, I am not thinking about anyone else, even when I'm going to preach. I want to hear, hear what God has for me because he can have it for others. I want to give, I want to, I want, I want to give people, uh, let me use a crude word, I want to give people kind of leftovers. I want to give, not leftovers, I want to give people my overflow, the overflow of what God has given me. 
people need to receive from me because I am overflowing with the, what he has given, the, his message. I must share from my experience. If we read the scriptures for others, then our lives will begin, will remain the same, even when others can be, uh, can hear and receive that message. So our intimacy, our hearts first and foremost, if our hearts get soaked in the truth of the word, and this truth transforms our lives, I want to assure you, beloved, we attend here, don't worry. And as we shall see later, towards the end, you will see what these 10 men can do when we place, you know, anything, anything that you place in the hands of God, beloved. God knows how to work it out and transform it. When the hearts of these 10 men ask for a hair, get intimate with God. Get intimate in hearing his voices, his voice. Get intimate in understanding his will and purpose. I want to tell you that we will see work in our lives and through our lives. 10 years later, and our team leader, Elon, will look back and will only behold and we will be all overwhelmed. So 10 men, you know, there's a famous scripture I love. And it is in, it is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. And I want to read it. And if actually let me begin it from verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. That brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and they despised the things. And the things that are not to nullify the things that are, verse 29, so that no one may boast before him. When 10 men, when God uses these 10 men to change the world, you can't boast. Elon can't boast that, you know, the conferences, they are strong, we, we, we have 1,000. No, God is saying, Malcolm can't boast that he has, that, that, that you, that he has, uh, uh, been very active in calling leaders. Malcolm has done a lot in making sure that uh, leaders register for this training and attend. We are here at 10. That Malcolm cannot. That when 10 come, anything small as it is, put in the hands of God, he multiplies it. God multiplies nothing into great things. God uses weak things to bring out strength. God uses things that are not, and he causes great. So I, we are here. Our desire is that we get to be men who are 
growing in our walk with the Lord. That your greatest desire, your greatest ministry is to just be with the Lord. That you will hang out with the Lord longer. That possibly 80% of our time, personal time, is going to be with the Lord. In your workplace, 90% with the Lord. Are you saying, will you not work? No, you work, but 90% you are thinking, you are meditating. Even as you're thinking about your work, even as you're working, that you're thinking about what God has been speaking to you. How do I do this in light of what you've spoken and how does it, and, and, and that we are just 80% with the Lord and 20% possibly in the harvest field. Unfortunately, possibly we are 10% or less with the Lord. And most of the time, we are with people. And yet God desires that he works in our hearts. He gives us a message. He gives us a message as leaders that he wants to first deal with us, work with us mold us, shape us, feel us, and then he outpours. And so that's one of the things that we want to aim at. The next thing that we want to do is vision casting. We want to hear God and want to see this vision and we want to grow in it. We want to build convictions people who are who have convictions you know when you have convictions they drive you everything that you do you align it with those convictions so vision and conviction and of course as we get into this relationship with god as we get intimate with the lord he changes us our characters are changed. Beloved, the tragedy we are having, and I've said it before, is that the character of the people that are transmitting the gospel is wanting. It is like there is such a beautiful message to be carried across, but it's like we are lepers who are selling very good meat. The meat is so good, but the people that are selling it are lepers. They have leprosy. The people that are selling this meat are not attractive. They're not desirable. The people that are selling this meat, the people that are carrying this message are doing possibly more harm than good. So our character, God is interested in forming our character. God is interested in transforming you as an individual. When Jesus met the 12, he met the 12 and invested in them, but he had the entire world in his mind and focus. But he focused mainly on the 12. And he formed their hearts. He drew them to himself to have intimacy with him. He painted the vision clearly. 
and he taught to them into this vision. He molded them from the people they were into something else that was ready for the world. And when he was going, he was sure, even as they had not picked it so right, he was sure that the 12, now the 11, that were, he was sure that he had given them what they needed to win the entire world. Beloved, God is desiring to be with us, to train us, to equip us, and to take us to the world. I don't mind even the next minutes, whether uh, the next days when we say we're going to spend one and a half hours hearing from each other. I love when Moses says, he goes to this young man who has been, whom he has been seeing, and he, he begins to, 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 to share the gospel. And this man rejects and is even a bit hostile. But Moses has been re reading and meditating on the word that has already given him, uh, prepared him. That's it. The word of God that we read on a daily basis is able to take us through the day as we become faithful witnesses for him through what God is doing in our lives. And so we are really looking at what the word, we want to be seen as men who are not just reading the word, men who are not just sharing the word, men who are just not, who are not just praying the word, but we want to be men who are living out the word. If we are going to win men world over, we must be men that are living our word. Uh, uh, we are living uh, uh, God's word. We must store God's word in our heart that he may transform us. And so I want to quickly share something as we come to an end. We just have 30, less than 30 minutes. Remember, we're talking about passing it on. This is a theme that for me was not a theme for the conference. It's a theme, including last year's and this year's, this theme of passing it on. It is life. We, we, we might have other themes, but for me, this is life. We are thinking of 2 Timothy 2, 2, that men who have developed intimacy with God, they have convictions and character. They are the ones that God is talking about, who are going to hear, who are going to share with others, who will also be faithful, kind of raising the kind of people, raising men as we have been raised, men, raising men after God's own heart, raising men to have intimacy with God. That people we are raising, they will see us love the Lord, including us who are married and have children, that when you, the children, your children, your family see how intimate, how loving, how, how you desire to be a deep entrenched in the scriptures, how the scriptures play out in your own life, then people are able, 
people you are working with, people that you are raising in your own family, people in your office, they will desire, they will desire the kind of God, the kind of life that you are having. So 2 Timothy 2.2 will continue being our guide. But last Saturday, I shared Isaiah. I shared from Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 and 2. And we talked about how Abraham was called as a single. And he was told that through him, he was going to reach the entire world. He was going to conquer the world for God. He was just one, but God made him many. We are 11 now on this call. Kind of like the number of disciples that Jesus left and passed on the Great Commission. The people that God saw, the people that God equipped and gave himself to, the people that he wanted to, to use to conquer the world. We are 11 right here on this church. Men that have the desire. I've been reflecting on these words. Uh, we had the fellowship, Moses, uh, Moses and I, and a few other, two other people. We had a fellowship, and uh, and 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 we, we reflected on these words: the desire, discipline, and diligent. We were reading uh, Proverbs chapter uh, thirteen. Moses was leading the devotion, and we got these words: desire. You who are here, you have desired. And the moment you have a desire, that means that this is what is going to fuel you into action. It's going to fuel us into action. You have the desire. But also that you have the discipline. You have disciplined yourself. There are some members on this call that I've seen disciplined and committed to this. Oh my God. We just have to be disciplined. Possibly the reason many of us are, are not committing to this is because we are not disciplined. Possibly we have a desire, but we are not disciplined. And beloved, without discipline, we are not going to make, uh, we, we're, not, we're not going to go far. We will not go far without discipline. We will not go far. In simple acts, by the simple things, being disciplined, developing just simple habits, simple habits as time management. I have decided to go off my phone in the evening as early as eight, unless otherwise, because I have discovered that I was going into late in the night on a phone. I was not having a good time with my wife, with my children, but I was also so ever busy. I would sleep busy, busy and tired, wake up busy and tired. The whole day I am busy and tired, and it had become something terrible until the Lord helped me to realize that if I just make made a simple adjustment and go to this place. Now I sleep early. By five, I am up. 
I do my devotion every day, very fresh. I wake up. I don't struggle to wake up. I wake, I do my devotions every day. After six, at 6.30, I go out and take a five-kilometer walk in the morning, praying through what God has already given me through his word and worshiping him. I come back. I stretch a bit. I take my breakfast. I begin my day. And I, I, I mean, it is just a simple discipline. Managing time and being disciplined to sleep well, to sleep in time, eat well, drink water, exercise. They have all of a sudden given me mileage over my life. I wake up in the morning and I am so fresh and I am, I, I am so, I have enjoyed my relationship with God. I am able to pray and I'm, I am praying when I'm, I am praying from the heart of God. I am able to listen. Just, just a simple thing like that. Time management, time keeping. So obedience, that as men, we are going to be disciplined. Disciplined in things like quiet time. That you're not going to be just, just being there and you're feeding from others. And possibly we need to be hearing from God and people need to be feeding with feeding from us. But our greatest desire is that we want to be with the Lord and hearing what he's saying to us. And then the other, the other word we, we focused on is diligence. Diligence, beloved, working on this with a purpose. It's hard work. It's hard work. We must be willing to pay the price. And I talked about this uh, at some point. And so we want to share something from the screen and see if each one of us became very committed. I'm going to use Mike. Mike, Mike I'm going to use you as an example. Uh, and uh, and I think I will use uh, if he's still there. I don't know whether Patrick is there. Yes. I think I'm going to use uh, Ma Ma Michael as a, a, a passionate disciple maker. And then, uh, okay, I think uh, he, didn't, uh, he didn't change them. But I, I, let me use, uh, uh, okay. Are you able to change this, Patrick? I mean, sorry, Mike, Malcolm? Uh, it would be a bit difficult. I'd created okay, a let's, let's use that. Yeah. Let's use the area. I thought area was going to be here. I just randomly picked, but Simon is here. So let me use Simon and the area that are here. Beloved, this is something that I want us to know and learn from today. And you see your own very importance and see how God desires to multiply your life into the lives of hundreds and um, thousands and uh, I, 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 thousands of men that are around us. This conference, in this conference, last conference, this 2021, and this is 2021, just assume this is 2021, we had 200 men attend the conference. 
we worked hard. So we are going to, and I'm, uh, the reason I used area because he worked hard to really, really do a lot of uh, uh, communication and, and posting everywhere, and you would hear him talk very strong. So area, uh, pastor area, this this year, 2021, he worked hard. He really worked hard. And we got 200 men for the conference. And the great sharings were done and small Bible studies. And men went back, assuming there is no follow-up. No follow-up. But every month, every year, we're going to be having conferences for men. Men's conference. But Simon, Simon is a very faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Simon Yaika is a very faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. So for him, this year he decided to work with one man and he decided to pour his life into his life. He decided to grow in intimate relationship with the Lord together with a certain other young man. He walks with him. Possibly this, this, this young man is, is Jonathan. And he walks with him. He shares with him. He teaches him how to read the scripture. He teaches him how to pray. He teaches him how to share the word. He teaches him how the value of fellowship. He just models his life and character and everything that God is doing in Simon. He is committed to sharing with, uh, uh, with Jonathan. And it is just for a whole year. Simon might be having other fellowships, other relationships, other ministries, but his focus is on Jonathan. That at the end of 2021, Simon has raised a fat disciple, a man of faith, a man that is truly, truly overflowing with the spirit of God. And Simon is very sure that he has done a good job because all that God did in his life, he has been able to pass it on. And he begins to see Jonathan do exactly the same thing. He begins to see Jonathan's life turn around. He goes with him for witnessing. He goes with him to pray with people. He goes with him as they walk with, as, as he walks with others. And Jonathan picks exactly. And so John Simon is able to say, and the things you have heard me say over the years now entrust to you. Entrust, go and entrust to those who will be. And Simon, Jonathan is able to do what Simon did with it. Now, second year, I'm going to be first. Area. 
the passionate area, does very well, and his communication brings 400 men to the conference. Oh, what a big number. This is huge. That's what he desires to see, and he can celebrate. But do you know, remember, the 200 are waiting for the conference. They ate, they fed. Oh, I can't wait for next year's conference. Eria does well, and he now has 400 of them. But Simon is a faithful disciple maker because he discipled Jonathan. In the second year, each one of us, each one of them, Simon and Jonathan, they go out. And now each one of them is having, a, is, is walking with another man, discipling them and doing the same things over and over and over. After that second year, we go to third year, Eria does the same things. He is growing every other day, every other day. He is growing in the conference. He's having reports, 600 men this time attended the conference. It was a great success. But remember, Simon is faithful. He has been called to reproducing his life into the life of others. And he's also raising people who are reproducing, but Eria's people are waiting for the conference. Now, in the fourth year, Eria has 800. Beloved, this is a huge number. At that time, possibly you don't have uh, Aaron's, 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 what is it called? Link cannot hold the numbers now. He needs to start asking for another link, buying another link that will host the huge numbers. This is unbelievable. Area is doing well. He's a successful pastor. He's a passionate pastor. But remember, Simon is consistent, is passionately working with one man, raising men that are raising others. And in the fourth year, he has 16. In the fifth year, Area has 1,000. Simon has 32. Beloved, this is multiplied. The other one is addition. All of them are growing, but see the growth that is happening with Simon because each one of them is raising another man. And that's what God has called us to. Now, when you go to six, you realize that really area is growing very fast. But look, let's go to 10. Area has at 10 years, after 10 years, Eria has a conference of 2,000. I have had a, a reverend here on this call say he's, he's, he's sending a message to uh, 10,000 and they are waiting. They are waiting for him to feed them. They are waiting for the message for the next day. They are just waiting. They are seated waiting. They are seated waiting to eat and just eat and continue eating and wait. At after 10 years, Eria has 2,000 men that are just eating. But look at what Simon is. He has 1,024 disciple makers, while Eria now has 2,000 people that are just sitting and eating and, and, and just eating. 
at at 11 years, Area has 2,200. The game changer comes now. After 11 years, Simon over is almost, almost overtaking Area who has been faithful in his work as well and is raised his 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 he's pastoring these men and is having a conference at year 12 beloved area is almost doubled simon doubles the number of people that has but originally area seemed to be really doing very well i don't know what has happened at 13 years, look at that figure. Now, at 15 years of the conference, any pastor that gathers people on a call, or they have people that are able to have the church of 3,000 people members, is a huge congregation. Anyone who can organize a conference and it has 15, uh, it has 3,000 people, men. It's a huge one. It is worth entering the, 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 the Guinness Book of Records, gathering 3,000 men. But look, Simon steadily, confidently, committedly is raising men after God's own heart, is making, is raising men with convictions and character, is raising men that are growing in accomplishing the Great Commission. Beloved, we are 11 here on this call, signifying the number of disciples Jesus had. Don't look on the side. Don't look at who is not here. Look at yourself and what God can do. This is only one person, Simon, we are 11 here. We are 11 here. If each one of us became faithful, see what God is able to do. Don't look at yourself that we are few. I am only a man. God is looking for just one faithful man and he will turn he will turn the tables around and he will have these are possibly 32,768 men who are raising their families. When you have a congregation of this, whatever you want to do, you will be able to do it. Look at that. 360,448 440, men within. So how many think about if Simon is to continue being a faithful disciple maker? I, I imagine uh, Malcolm, that may not fit on your computer. 
if he is going to make disciples for the next 15 years, 30 years, how much will be that? How many men will have come out of Simon's life and commitment, Simon's walk with the Lord? This is what God gave to us. This is the method that Jesus left with us. But we have chosen Elias' Elias' uh, uh, method because Elias' method, even as he works hard, there is no much commitment. In fact, here men are going to start inviting theirs. But here, beloved, for Simon's side, there is a price to pay, and that's what Jesus is calling us to. Malcolm, if if Simon is to continue for the next 15 years, at 30 years. Just help us or anybody and tell us what would that look like? Let me attempt to open the Excel sheet I was using. Just to give you me... can't believe it, it can't even <laughs> get there. You, you need but another, yes, another, be, yeah, yeah. Very but big. you see, this is what we are talking that a life, one individual faithfully committed to walking with the Lord. Beloved, this is what God desires to do. The world is not difficult to conquer for Jesus. He is looking for faithful men and men uh, here now, but I believe women elsewhere. He's looking for faithful men that are going to be, that are, that are helping, that, are, that is going to help us, the, the, our walk with God. That's why we want to be a people that are intimate. The world, we can win the world in our own time and we possibly, Christ will come and sooner than later. So that is the issue that we have. And I want to end it here. I want to end it here. But this is a challenge at the same time, an encouragement for each one of us that God is actually at work and he is serious. When he gave them the, 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 the great commission, he wasn't setting them up for failure. He knew that they would make it. But what has happened? How come that churches don't want to invest in disciple making. How come that churches are busy doing other things except discipleship, which works and would turn this world around? Father, thank you for our time together with you. Thank you for opening our hearts and minds to this that you desire to do. We bless you, Lord. We honor you because you are such a faithful God. Thank you. And we commit this to you, O God, and we pray that you will make, you will help us, each one of us here, make us become the kind of men that you want us to be. Make us the kind of servants you want us to be. Make us the kind of children that you desire us to be. And Lord, may you use us for your own glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, uh, Uncle Baram. Uh, Elon, you wanted to say something? 
not that I wanted, I want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I want to on your on behalf of 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 you, our leader, Malcolm. I want to request the men for a few minutes after ten. And uh, my request for these few minutes after ten would be that we can respond to Uncle Baram's uh, deep sharing. And uh, man, is that okay? I know it is few minutes to ten, but I would like to request maybe for maybe about ten or fifteen minutes, just for it. I would be it would be great to hear from us. It would be great to to hear our reflection. I have read some chats, mind blowing. What, but you know, when once spoken, um, the word is established. You know, and the testimony of two or three, a matter is established. And uh, okay, I have gotten some good feedback. Thank you, thank you. So that said, let me respond first. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Vanyezachi. I was going to crack a joke, but let me leave it. But thank you very much, uh, Mr. Vanyezachi, for this deep, deep, deep sharing. Friends, spiritual multiplication is the way to go. I have just one comment. I couldn't just one more comment. Uh, that is the work that... Eria was doing was draining and he was working alone. Whereas the work on the other end of Simon as a disciple maker was involving everyone was doing, was taking part and thus the joy, the energy, the fuel to keep going. And uh, in the end, you don't get tired. I mean, I can give the example. I am, I am here. Yes, I may be the team leader, but I am attending. I am being led, you know. So the work is being done by all of us. All of us are involved. Um, in this last conference, unlike last year, I didn't have to lead a group. Uh, last year, I, I had to. I, I did lead a group. I think some days you know, because we are still figuring out a few things. So spiritual multiplication is the way to go. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elon. Um, yes, it, I think it's very good that we share together and we, yeah, we continue. Uncle Baram, you wanted to say something? Okay. Um, I saw a few people in the chat, so I assume, yes, Michael. Thanks, Malcolm, and uh, thanks, uh, Uncle Baram, for that sharing. Uh, quite uh, um, it challenges us and challenges me. Um, I think one or two, three things that stood out for me in the sharing were uh, um, very quickly put consistence, commitment, and diligence. 
And uh, those who know me, I have shared uh, that, that those are qualities that we, we lack a lot. Being consistent, committed, and diligent. And this comes out of being disciplined. I think you put it so well when you say that, you know, out of the small things, you know, um, just like timekeeping, those sm seemingly small, they are not small, but seemingly small things, um, you can either be transformed or you can either, or you can be, you know, totally be knocked off. So I think in terms of um, us growing as leaders, uh, I've been uh, doing of late some trainings for John Maxwell, developing the leader in you, uh, which is a 10 week, uh, normally on, on Saturdays, and, and then 15 invaluable laws of growth, uh, becoming a leader of influence. But you will find that most of the things they talk about are things that have to do with our character. He mentioned uh, things of discipline, commitment. Uh, you know, as a leader, you are, you you are you have to have influence. Leadership is about influence, and influence comes when people are able to trust in you. People will trust in you if they see that you are also you know that kind of person that is able to keep those small, small, uh, seemingly small things like timekeeping, like. You know, do you care about them? Do you love them? Do you, do you want to see them um, succeed? You know, so I think for me, briefly, three things, commitment, consistency, and diligence uh, stood out. Thanks. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Patrick, any thoughts? Yes, Patrick. Yes, yes. Uh... Michael is speaking in the very words I wanted to say, <laughs> but... Uh... Maybe just to still add, yes, consistency are very key for us men because, and I like what he has mentioned, then there we should be, then there you are trusted and dependable. The other word normally used, then you are reliable. Uh, this really, which cuts across even our lifestyle, our relationships with people. It's very people, it's very easy for people to trust you if you are consistent. I like some principles picked from a Christian men's network that uh, a man's word is his bond. Uh, people trust your word. And uh, yes, then men are for conviction and not convenience. We joke a lot about this with the rear most of the time, that men really as a call comes to us. We should be able to pick the conviction. I like, I should be again, Uncle Bam was alluding to that fact that he, our conviction picked from our devotions every morning and not uh, where we probably have these additional, we have these other additional books that we read or inspirations, but what comes out of that closet is what creates uh, the multiplication effect because then um, other people are going to connect with that heart uh, that has, has been diligent with the Lord. I like how Uncle Bar mentioned his program every day and how he keeps connecting with God every morning. We connect a lot with the heart. And uh, I want to believe that if it's consistent, I like what he still mentioned that every day, 
So even as we start the journey of discipling, if in our closet, there's really nothing uh, for these other men to pick, uh, it will be absurd. So uh, I, I really like what I'm mentioning. Because again, for us men, that's important. Then the fellowshipping more again together and, and growing uh, will really help uh, so much. And the, uh, and the, I like what the analysis was, Elia and, and Simon, and the work put in, uh, very important. And the, that commitment and being you know, consistent. We really want to trust people who are consistent all the way, even if it's products on the market or you're buying anything, or yes, it's that being consistent. And, and actually people see that faithfulness over time and they will say that, yes, surely he's done well. He's been there, he's given the time, the effort is available uh, for the cause. So uh, that adds on for me to encourage us men. Thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, Simon, we didn't get Malcolm, to hear from you. Yes, Elon. Malcolm, before Simon comes in, I mm. wanted to say side note. Uh, I don't think anyone on this call knows, but Patrick Kavuma was uh, my papa in TFC back in the day. Ah, Jay. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's interesting. The life connection yeah, you've reminded me also <laughs> <laughs> the life connections i hear every time we come on this call it's interesting uh so there is something he passed on to you <laughs> that is amazing simon yes, and then the table stand and then i passed on to him yeah. <laughs> a little later <laughs> i know yeah. you're alone eh? <laughs> the <main share. laughs> uh, but yeah thank you alone uh, thank you for bringing up that. We have missed Reverend Osire, but you can see the train. Reverend Osire was our youth pastor who passed on to us. <laughs> but ideally, me, I had longed to work and, and really serve a little more. And uh, the children really uh, were the place I felt God leading me. And interestingly, mm -hmm. Ellen moved on with the youth. And uh, okay, later then we know uh his, his passion for the souls eh? and uh mm. interestingly you know seeing him lead eh? man eh? It, it, it's something that we want to celebrate yeah, we, uh, and i'm sure yeah, Elon, we are so glad for your ministry and we, we pray <laughs> that god accords more grace even in this season and health eh? yeah because we we need you around <laughs> more to coordinate us and surely Elon all the way from school has been a coordinator it's no mistake mm. <laughs> he served diligently and i i continue to thank the lord for elon surely amen amen we are thankful so in the next two minutes we shall hear from moses then maybe simon since uh, he didn't get to share at the beginning then we shall draw to a close yes moses um, thank you, Malcolm, and uh, thank you, Uncle Baram, for taking us through that. I, uh, I also just want to make a small contribution like others have. Uh, Uncle Baram talked about the three Ds. In the beginning, desire, uh, diligence, and discipline. Now, my experience over that time is people have the desire 
at the beginning, most of the time people have the desire, men have the desire to grow and become the men that God wants them to be. But when it gets to the other D, two Ds, I, I think Michael, Michael emphasized a bit on that. When it gets to the diligence and the discipline, now that's, that's where we begin to grow. And uh, as Uncle Balam was sharing, in about discipline, there is another memory verse that came to mind, Hebrews 12, 11, that uh, no discipline is pleasant at a time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Uh, if I have to add on to what Uncle Baram has very well put before us, I think we've got to come to a place of allowing ourselves to pay the cost. If you look at Elia and Simon, Simon was doing some trench kind of life work that Elia could have not been doing. In a way, it's easier to invite people and they come right where you are. It's, it's a good thing, it makes you feel good. But Simon used to go to the trenches. He paid the cost. He allowed himself to go through the discipline. He gave his time. He invested his life. Because when we choose to work with people, we, we, we are inviting ourselves to share our lives with them. We allow them to encroach on our space. We allow them to encroach on our convenience. We allow them to encroach on our comfort. We allow them to encroach on our privacy. And I believe that's what, that is not what Elia was willing to do. So Simon allowed himself to pay the cost. And uh, as he did this, he went deep and deep. And at the end of that year, this one man he had worked with was surely grounded enough to go and do the same with another man. I will end with this. I met a pastor in 2020, last year actually. He, has a, he had a church in Rugazi, unfortunately he passed on. He said, Moses, I have 25 guys. I've been working with them for two years, but, but they are draining me. As, as the guys are not growing. You give them work, they don't do it. And I asked him, Pastor Simon, that's good. 25 guys, first and foremost, are many. Because this is, if you really understand discipleship, it's a life on life ministry. Tell me, how do you reach out to those 25 guys? Because you need to know each one of them, their strength, their weaknesses, their failures, their struggles, the issues they face in life. 
So when do you meet each of those? And Pastor Simon told me, honestly, Moses, I don't. So how do you disciple them? I give them work. He showed me a very big pamphlet that had a lot of scriptures and assignments. So I told him, Pastor, are you aware that in the group of those 25, there even could be some that do not know how to read? You're giving them scriptures. There could even be some that have not even a character of quiet time. So before you even complain and grumble that for two years you've not gotten anyone, please, how much time do you spend with? So I advised him yeah. first and foremost, cut the group from 25 to five. Two, spend time with them. So I asked him, how much time do you spend? Like Moses, I'm busy, I don't have the time. And he's the pastor and he's discipling 25 guys. <laughs> yes, so, so that was the approach. So I, I, it was a bit discouraging. He hoped I was going to give him some uh, yeah. feedback that was, I, I told him it will be five years down the road Please, you may not like what I'm going to tell you, and you'll not have even one of those 25 guys. Because yeah. for him, he thought discipleship was to give them assignments, puff them with scriptures. He wasn't available to pay the cost, mm. to go through the discipline. He wasn't available to allow them into his life so that they can learn from his life. Jesus took the 12 guys with him. They were learning from him. Indeed. He didn't, he, he wasn't, he wasn't pushing them. Now, Pastor Simon was pushing. When you point people to scriptures and assignments and you're pushing them. Instead, mm -hmm. he should have been pulling them because when you pull someone, you're literally allowing them to come after you as they Indeed. learn from you and apply what they see you doing. So, so Pastor Simon, unfortunately, he passed on within the same year. He just got a sudden death. And I, 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 was, I had actually committed myself to helping him build uh, disciples through a different. But anyway, God's plan was different. And Indeed. Uh, um, it didn't happen. But, well, I may have a lot to share, but let me yeah. leave it at that. I hope it really uh, comes. But thank you for that. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, Moses. Uh, we have really run out of time, um, and I think we can definitely continue to share on the group, on the page. That is what the page is for, uh, not only for communicating about meetings, but sharing together. And, and we have been uh, doing our best to, to start that, but uh, we should continue, continue sharing some of these testimonies. They are very encouraging. Um, before uh, Simon closes our time in prayer, um, I just wanted to give us a few updates uh, on the admin end. As we have seen, some men uh, signed up to call and reach the, the 120 that signed up to be members of, of, of a men's discipleship group. That is already happening. Thank you so much for those who signed up. Uh, some people are already even uh, sending me the results of their calls. So men are already being reached, and I'm grateful for that. Men are already are still committed to be part of the groups. So we're thankful for that. Um, and, and I'm glad that we are starting this journey. Uh, so we shall do that during the course of the weekend. And on Monday, we shall start the process of dividing 
uh, the men who are still committed to be part of the groups into our groups. But uh, like, uh, like was shared on the checklist of the call, uh, if there are men you're already working with that you know signed up, please forward their names so that we can put those men in your group since you already have a relationship going, you already have a small group uh, that is existing. Instead of breaking it up, rather we would like to support what is already happening. So um, for example, Patrick shared with me a few names of the students he's already working with that signed up to be part of the group. So yes, that is what is happening. Um, just a reminder that next Saturday we have another training, so we should prepare for that. It will still be eight to 10 and we shall do better with time in that training. Okay, um, unless there is any other communication from Uncle Baram uh, or if Elon has any communication, um, this would be the time to have it. But if, yes, Elon. Uh, just, just to say thank you. Uh, thank you to the men. Uh, it's good to see men like uh, Steve. Uh, he mentioned that we come from way back. Good to see you on. And uh, Frank and Michael and Herbert, Moses, uh, Patrick, Simon, Henry. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Elon. Um, if there is nothing else, uh, Simon, you can uh, close. Our and time. and maybe yes. one 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 last thing is that uh, last <laughs> last night I called up the men that I was given, and the men are eager. They are looking forward. Yeah. So so I think we we are on track. Indeed, thank you, Elon, even for being quick to, to make those calls. All right, Simon, if you are there, please, I hand over to you. Yes, all right, thank you. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you so much, uh, brothers, Uncle Baram as well. Um, I thank God for the opportunity uh, to, to, to attend and to listen in. Um, and I was just reminded of Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 that says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And just reflecting on the model um, that Simon in the example used, the model that Jesus actually used in, I think for me, it's always uh, mind blowing to remember that he walked with 12 people. He chose 12, one of them, you know, betrayed him. It is, it is, they had their issues, but when the rubber hit the road, they carried on his legacy and the church is, is still here today. Let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning with thanksgiving and praise 
for who you are and for all that you have done and for all that you do for us. Lord, um, we have heard your word through uh, your servant, Uncle Baram, this, this morning. And we just want to surrender ourselves um, and ask that you'll help us, especially in the area of, 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 of discipline and diligence and counting the cost and, and um, living for you practically. We pray that you will help us where we are weak, where we are struggling. We are encouraged by the testimony of those that have gone before us and how you have helped them and guided them and empowered them through and through their journey. And so, Lord, we want to surrender our weaknesses and our struggles, our hindrances, the things that would stand in our way and pray that you will help us. Help us that when we put the hand to the plow, we will not look back and turn back, but that we will trust you for the next step. Help us in our quiet time. Help us, you know, as, as, as we continue on this journey that you started. We might not be very, very sure and clear of what you are doing, but we can trust you. We can trust you that in a time and season like this, you are working. Lead us, Lord. Guide us. Help us as we reach out. Um, empower us, Lord. Give us grace. And continue to bless our leaders, um, Malcolm, Uncle Baram, Elon, and, and continue to empower them, King of Kings, uh, for this that you have laid on their hearts, burden that we are continuing to run with together. Lord, in a special way, we bring before you uh, the family of Reverend uh, Stephen Gelenga, who passed on yesterday. Father, we are grateful for his ministry among us and for um, all that we learned from him um, and, and, and for the love that, that we experienced as he ministered at the cathedral and later on in the other churches. Um, thank you. We, we, we pray, Lord, for the family in this time, and we, we ask that you will comfort them. We ask that your presence will abide with them. We ask that you will be with them, you know, because you, 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 you know the pain that they are experiencing right now. Will you give them rest? Will you give them peace? Will you encourage them to look to you and know that you are in control and you are in charge. We pray that you will provide in regard to the expenses and, and everything else um, logistically that would be needed uh, to give uh, Reverend Stephen a, a, a fitting send-off. We pray that you will meet all these needs and these costs. May, your, may the family um, experience um, your cover and, and, and your touch in this time. Continue to glorify yourself in our midst, in everything that um, we are doing. Um, even for our brothers who are not able to join in this morning, continue to inspire them where they are of this vision and to rally them that together we may continue to pursue your mission and, 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 and purpose 
um, that you've placed before us. Uh, Lord, guide us through the rest of today and continue to glorify yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you, Simon. Amen. Thank you so much, friends. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for committing, uh, even to the extended time. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday. Also, more communication Amen. will happen on the group. Thank you. Amen.